0: I don't suppose North Korea launched their most dangerous missile yet on the 4th of July by accident. You think they were completely unaware that it's a giant patriotic holiday in the United States and they launched the missile? I doubt it. It is an
1: odd, unpredictable, disturbing game that Kim Jong-un is playing, no doubt.
0: Not only showed a range that they'd never shown before, that it could actually reach the United States, but on a mobile launcher, so we don't have the uh, the hours to blow it off the launching pad like we used to have. They can move it around and set it up quickly because it's liquid fuel. There's all, all kinds of reasons that it's more um, a more dangerous situation than it was previously. And a lot of people say it's now crossed the line into now something has to be done. Of course, C- I've heard people say that many times
1: over the years. Indeed. CBS military analyst Jeff McCausland joins us. Jeff, uh, how concerned should we be about the recent developments in North Korea?
2: Well, I think we ought to be very concerned. As you said, this is a whole new level of capability. Uh, clearly the Pentagon is calling this an intercontinental ballistic missile, and if they had fired this at an enormous trajectory, it could strike uh, the entirety of Alaska, though not really threaten the mainland portion of the United States. Now, uh, That being said, most experts do also point out it's probably a couple of years away before they have the overall nuclear capability, because they've got to also perfect the ability to miniaturize a warhead, and then they've also got to perfect the ability to create a, what they call a bus or a rentry vehicle. They can bring the warhead back through the atmosphere after they launch it at high altitude, survive all that, and then disperse that to actually hit the target. Uh, but, you know, our intelligence has been a little faulty here, and they have shown their ability to move rather quickly and more quickly than we expected. But no doubt they are trying very, very hard to move in the direction of having a full-fledged ICBM and a nuclear warhead to match.
1: You know, if you're watching cable news these days, Jeff, and there's a car wreck in Tallahassee, they'll try to convince us all that this is a crisis and we must stay tuned. It's the era of overheated rhetoric, but this does seem to be actually a uh, an increase in the heat of a serious, you know, to a serious degree. Is there how much chance is there that we just continue to try to exercise diplomatic pressure, uh, sanctions, uh, twist China's arm, et cetera? In other words, more of the same.
2: I think it is, frankly, a very distinct possibility because, as somebody once said, you know, Korea is the land of bad options. We don't have a host of really good options here. We really only have, like, three, and those options have been the same. You can go back to George W. Bush. One, eventually accept the fact that the North Koreans have this capability. We don't like the fact that Pakistan has this capability, but they do. Secondly, try to negotiate directly with them or negotiate around them, particularly with the Chinese, to put maximum leverage to dissuade them from moving that in this direction, you know, some kind of a deal, which might look like the Iranian deal. And I don't think the Trump administration would find that terribly palatable. And then the third thing is to ratchet up pressure more and more on the North Koreans to include even military pressure to get them to actually come to the negotiation table.
0: I don't understand why we don't just decide how we want to handle it. And then, and then, and then, then go with that. Um, as opposed to these ongoing conversations of, well, they don't have a missile that can go this far yet. Then they launch a missile that can go further. But it still can't go this far. Then they launch a missile that'll go further. But they still can't put the nuke on the warhead. Then in six months, they'll do that. I mean, why do we wait until, why are we going to wait until it happens before we decide how we're going to handle it? If if yeah. if it would be a good idea to really put the screws to China or invade or whatever we're going to do, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it today as opposed to wait until they've actually accomplished it. And the costs are higher, Yeah. yeah.
2: Because first and foremost, uh, we hope is not a method, but it's been an attempt, and the hope has always been that we could get the Chinese to apply max pressure and, and find a diplomatic solution, clearly the preferred option. Anything other than that, if you talk about military pressure, then you're talking about you know something whereby you could uh, actually see an escalation, you could actually see conflict, even if it didn't involve nuclear weapons. A conventional war on the Korean Peninsula would be a disaster, particularly for the South Koreans. You've got to remember, as we're talking right now, there's a vast array of artillery, rockets, etc., right on the DMZ, all of which are in range of the South Korean capital. So if war started tomorrow, Seoul, the capital of South Korea, would likely be devastated. You'd have thousands, if not tens of thousands, of civilian casualties and an economic disaster of massive proportion, and literally millions of refugees, not to mention what destruction might be wreaked on Japan as well.
1: Well, the
0: people of Seattle would be saying, perhaps... Uh, if he launches a nuke missile and a nuke at Seattle and blows it up, that's a pretty big disaster also.
2: That's exactly right. But so far, at least, until its most recent development, that has not been an imminent threat. But you're quite right. This may have actually changed the game, and we now may be moving more in the direction of that imminent threat. The question is, is there a method absent of a military confrontation, a potential war, to try to move this off the table, and that's what they're trying to do, I think, is explore every possible option, knowing full well that we've talked about diplomatic solutions for these many years, and none of them have seemed to move the Koreans much in the direction of any kind of negotiated settlement.
1: Jeff McCausland, military analyst on the line. Jeff, if you were to give a letter grade to uh, China in terms of their uh, cooperation, they're actually applying leverage uh, on North Korea, what letter grade would you give them thus far?
2: Well, from our perspective, I'd probably give them a D or an F, but we got to understand from their perspective, you might give them about a B. I mean, we we make this sort of assumption that our interests and the Chinese interests are exactly the same, and they are not. And I think one of the things we have failed to recognize is that that is the case. If you are a Chinese, your worry is twofold. One, you don't want to see this place implode into Hobbes' state of nature, just collapse economically and see about 10 million North Korean refugees flooding into China. Number two, you don't want to see a conflict or some toppling of the regime that resulted in the reunification of the Korean Peninsula, probably controlled by the South, now a major U.S. ally and more U.S. military presence on a unified Korean Peninsula. That would not be in Chinese interest as well.
1: Uh, Jeff McCosland, uh, bad choices indeed. As always, it's
0: amazing to me. With a lot of world events, it comes down to the psychology of an individual or a couple of individuals. In this case, it might be Trump and the weird little fat head in North Korea. I mean, is the guy? We were talking about this earlier. If he just wants to rule a country and live the lifestyle of a dictator, why is he doing any of this stuff? Nobody's going to upset his apple cart, other than if he's threatening the world with nukes. So why does why is, why is he provoking the world?
2: Well, again, that's our perspective. I'm not sure he shares that. And, you know, one Korean expert friend of mine said, you know, don't forget, we know more about, you know, black holes in the galaxy than we know about what actually goes on inside Pyongyang, North Korea. Uh, but I think he's clearly paranoid. What has he seen around the world? Well, he was named part of the axis of evil. And that time, Saddam was still around. Well, Saddam's gone. Then he watched Muammar Gaddafi give up his capability of trying to develop a nuclear weapon. Well, what happened to Gaddafi? So his belief, I think, is if I acquire a nuclear weapon and the capability to threaten the United States, I keep the Americans away. This is sort of minimum deterrence in a classical sense. And secondarily, this may give me maximum leverage as well to get concessions not only out of the Americans, but perhaps out of a new South Korean government, which was recently installed, and maybe even the Japanese which may allow me to do the one thing I really want to do, survive to be an old man and transfer control of this country to the next generation of the family.
1: Oh, something to look forward to for all of us. Jeff McCausland, CBS Military Analyst. Jeff, always a pleasure. Well done. Thank you.
2: Thanks, guys.
0: Do you see my point? Maybe I don't make my point well. I, I think you made it. But if you've if you got, you got a problem that's coming down the road that is inevitable, why not make the decisions now?
1: Well, you, <laughs> I'll play the devil's advocate. And by the devil, I mean the South Korean people. What you're saying is, look, we've got to trade, uh, trade 100,000 dead in Seoul. And that's a, that's a reality for the possibility of 100,000 dead in Seattle. They might protest that idea. They're not gonna put up with that. And there are good buddies. And they are human beings. Or you see what I'm saying? Because listen, the Joe Getty plan is you continue this idiotic dance, you do your best to minimize their capabilities and delay it, et cetera, et cetera. And then you just hope for regime change. Well, I think slowly
0: but surely. I think a military strike is by far the least likely thing to happen. But the other two options, one just accept it and try to live with it, or two, like really stick it to China. Like get into a full on diplomatic break stick it to china
1: if if that's gonna be our plan, why not start now? why not? Why wait until they've got the missile and the nuke? That is absolutely correct you're right if and there are options there are serious options for screwing China for making them squeal, so but we sh- haven't
0: pursued them yet. Pretty provocative move by Trump over the weekend. A naval maneuver in which an American guided missile destroyer sailed through the disputed territory claimed by Beijing in the South China Sea. We hadn't done that. We got to send three through every day. And so we sent that through. And China's response was that was a serious political and military provocation. Shut up.
1: (laughs) It's an international shipping lane. You don't own it. Shut up. Uh but we, there are all sorts of things we could do. We could uh, Anybody who does any business with North Korea has no access to U.S. banks. If we did that, would, that would be enormously disruptive to China. They sell a tremendous amount of stuff to us. We could screw them, not buy Chinese things. That would, uh, you know, that would, ooh. We're, and again, our theme is we're past the time where we have choices that, don't, uh, that aren't very, very costly. That would screw up our economy, too. Absolutely. Huh. Uh, and and they would probably just try to do more trade with the euros, which long term might hurt us. I don't. It's it, there are very few choices now that are not going to be very very painful. Yeah. Old a, fat Ed.
0: You had a comment, Michael.
1: The problem is everything's made in China, so I'm thinking if we ban all Chinese products, there'd be like three things on the store shelves. Walmart will be empty. <laughs> well, yeah. And we can get back to good old American craftsmanship. Um, China. Huh. Well. Every time have... used clothes will be valuable. That'd be good for me. I have too many. Oh,
0: I know. There was, I knew I had another question from a cause. We'll have to ask the next expert that comes along. I'll channel him. Is,
3: uh, is our
0: expertise growing at the pace that their expertise is, is growing? For They keep getting way better at stuff, and we keep talking about the same technology we've had for a while. Is our technology increasing as fast as theirs? Uh, that is highly classified. Well, I'm sure it is, yeah, but I just wonder, I you know our our ability to shoot down their missiles hasn't been very good, but their missiles have doubled quadrupled in quality, yeah in the last couple of years. Is our missile technology doubling and quadrupling in quality?
1: Well, no, I, I would say no, just because of the nature of, of technology. I mean they're they're going from, you know, a, a tricycle to a, a bicycle. And that's a huge amount of progress. We're trying to shave a couple seconds off our Tour de France performance. We're already so advanced, the next percentage or two of growth is is a little more difficult than them coming out of the military stone age, essentially.
0: It just seems so weird to me to, to, to step by step say, we will not stand for this, from before they got nukes to the first test, to the second, to the eighth, to this missile, to that missile, to this one goes 100 miles, this one goes right. 2,000 miles. Right. Every time. We will not stand anymore for this. Why do we keep going through this? Either well, just give up or quit saying that. I, I don't want to hear people say that anymore.
1: Well, and I This is like, it. I've had it. Well, right. <laughs> well, it's because we have no good choices. So we shout and we stomp and we beg it's China to do something about it. It's embarrassing. Eh, I'm used to being embarrassed. It's a way of life.
0: I mean, you know how it works if you treat your child the way we treat North Korea. That's it! This time I mean it! You yeah. didn't clean up your room, this is the last straw! And then you don't do anything. Then they make the room even messier, and you say, That is it! I've had it! Right? I will not put up with this! And you still don't do anything. I think we're getting the same thing with him. God, I would like... You know, Megyn Kelly needs to get that interview. People would tune in. Yeah. I, I would like to hear an honest... Interview with that little weirdo in North Korea. What's his worldview? What does he
1: think of of, of being alive? I I have no idea. Nobody has any idea. Well, he seems to only talk to uh, hard defense playing NBA rebounders. Send Draymond Green over there. Interview him. Or somebody.
0: Weird situation. Anyway. Our text line is 415 295 KFTC. 415 295 KFTC. Americans are bad at taking vacations, which is something to talk about this time of year when people are or should be taking vacations.
1: And there is reputedly a religion forming around my goldfish. I'll explain why. Wow.
0: That's something. That's the way they get started. Well, you're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. American workers are not using their vacation time. I know we don't. And it's costing the economy $236 billion a year. I don't understand how it costs the economy. Yeah, wait a minute. We don't take our vacation. Anyway, stay tuned if for you, that.
1: Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and, yeah,
0: this head, and this headline for later. Vatican cops bust drug-fueled gay orgy
1: at Cardinal's apartment. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Plus... The Internet has declared war on CNN. Oh, really? Really interesting. Right, we got to
0: talk about Trump's CNN wrestling video. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the heck? All right. Was uh, it a threat against media? No, no. We'll take your calls Do you for the you have any full other hour.
1: questions? <laughs> no, it clearly wasn't. So I have mentioned through the years a number of times, Erica, the world's oldest birthday party goldfish, 12 years old uh, as of recent days, uh, according to one listener, he had a 16-year-old goldfish, but I've attempted to document that fish's age, and I believe it to be a fraud, a fraudulent fish.
0: Didn't have a long-form
1: birth certificate. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, so so how did you get the goldfish again? Uh, Delaney May, uh, when she was in uh, first grade. Went to a birthday party for a friend whose name I have long since forgotten. Um, and
0: they gave away goldfish?
1: Yeah, I can't remember why or don't, how.
0: Don't or... send my kid home with living beings. <laughs> with a
1: live animal? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, why the beaver? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jimmy's birthday. <laughs> well, so anyway, she brings home this goldfish in like a Ziploc bag. And we thought, oh, Okay. Won't last the night. Well, yeah. Number one, all you need really is something that holds water, and two, the thing will be dead by Thursday.
0: Yeah, because we've, we've, <laughs> we've gone through quite a few goldfish in the last year, and they, they often don't last
1: very long, even with like an effort to keep them alive. Right, right. And so after passing on names such as Goldie or Fishy, uh, Delaney decided to name the fish Erica.
3: There you go.
1: Uh, I, I have no idea what sort of genitalia goldfish ought to have. I've seen a million of them in my life. I've never seen any junk of either kind. On you didn't them. pay to have it sexed? No. Uh, so for all I know, we were causing severe gender dysphoria in Bill, the goldfish, by calling America all these years. But, uh, so 12 years on, uh, Erica is, is starting to act more and more feeble and, um, like like her owner, taking longer naps, et cetera. But um, she really started to swim weirdly and kind of float for a long time. And as of, I guess it was, was it Saturday? Um, she was at the bottom of her bowl, floating sideways, motionless for like six hours. Motionless. Bang on the tank, there's food floating on the top. Anybody who's ever owned a fish knows that or or been married to me, <laughs> knows when the food comes out, it, you know, everything else stops. And so she was ignoring her food, et cetera. And so I said to Judy, well, it's not going to hurt anything to wait because we're about to leave town for like 24 hours. So I said, let's just if we come back and, and she's still floating, well, then she's dead. Um, and uh, and the next morning we're about to come back to the house
0: and she's standing up in the, the bowl like the fish and the cat in the hat, talking it to and singing songs.
1: has pushed aside the stone, as it were, and, wow. and come back to life. Wow. Delaney, Delaney texts us a picture of Erica swimming around, says, "Erica's alive. Fake news!" <laughs> <laughs> Wow, and you nearly flushed it. Came within
0: a, a moment's consideration. You nearly murdered that fish. She was floating
1: sideways at the bottom it's of the shore I'm have
0: never taken a nap around you. <laughs> for, for hours. He's been laying there for 30 minutes. We God. might as well bury him.
1: <laughs> Probably put a bullet in him. <laughs> Just in case. God, I'm still <laughs> taking a nap. So, um, so Taking a so, nap. So, Erica... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought he was dead. So we come home, and sure enough, there's Erica swimming around alive again. And uh, I had to tweet, having tweeted uh, my heartfelt condolences and remembrances of Erica, I had to tweet that uh, either we have a, a Jesus thing or a zombie fish run for your freaking life. Because that thing's going to be coming out of the tank, hungering for brains any moment now. Uh, and I didn't know what to make of it, but she was alive. And then yesterday, she was floating again, this time at the top of the tank. Yeah, that's that's usually... Seeming distinctly less orange than she was the day before. That's
0: usually when I notice a fish is... Uh, yeah. N- is an unfish, as they say.
1: But having nearly executed a living fish... Right. We decided, all right, we'll wait another day, day and a half. Sure enough, day, day and a half go by. She's still floating at the top of the tank. And so we uh, we convened a family council. And, of course, it requires a unanimous uh, verdict, much like America's jury system. And uh, we decided this fish ain't alive anymore. This is a former fish. This is an ex-fish. So right in the toilet? And Well, no, actually. Well, no, I'm not going to say what we did with her because I will be accused of insensitivities um but you didn't uh, but you didn't like
0: have a big burial or
1: something let me just say this the garbage was full it was about to go out What? what why did you make that noise in that face what do you want me to shoot her into space or like buy a plot at my local cemetery spread her ashes yeah, spread exactly. Her, right. Right. Over, take, her to, uh, take her ashes to the Pacific Ocean and spread them in there. Swim free, little Erica. Swim free. <laughs> you know, for whatever
0: reason, we've had a half dozen fish die. Um,
1: Do you put them in water? Let's uh, start there. Uh, uh, you're supposed to put them in water? Oh, yes. Oh, dang They're it. not
0: amphibious? <laughs> <laughs> um, I always flush them. I don't know. Put them in the trash can seems really macabre. <laughs> Flushing them
1: down the toilet with your poo is more respectful. Is that the way you see the world? Really? Is yeah. it because it's water? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> that's that's perfectly sensible. You know, I gotta admit, my initial uh, my initial thought was to flush her.
0: Yeah, you can't just put it in the trash can. That's so mean spirited.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, may God forgive me because that's what I did. The trash was going out. It's right there next to the ball, scuba. Well,
0: I think your daughter will probably do the same with you when you pass them. <laughs> because parenting is about modeling behavior. Exactly. The she trash was this. full. The trash yeah. was
1: going out. I put dad in the trash can. It's fine. Fine. Let him have a little thrill down there at the old uh, the dump. Ah, look out! It's <laughs> a dude! You know, I'll give him a story to tell. <laughs> it's a dude! <laughs> You know what? They'll shake up their work, sorting through old milk cartons and hot dog wrappers all day long. That's ah, a human head. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Wow. But okay. Erica will be missed. She was really an entertaining fish. She was the loudest goldfish I'd ever encountered in my life. I would be sleeping on the couch in the living room, in the family room, which is right next to the kitchen. Glob. And, uh, uh, well, and shoot, you'd hear her. I I didn't know what the sound is. I was out there because I had a cold or something, so I was sleeping on the couch. Or, you know, my wife had tired of my act. Um, But I hear... And I'm looking around. What the hell is that? Because it's keeping me awake. Then I finally realized it's the fish calling to me. Give me more food. Give me more food.
2: Don't throw me away. Don't throw me away. (laughs) When I die,
1: please don't throw me in the trash can.
0: Yes, Vincent?
3: Oh, Joe, did you have any words? Did you guys say any? Uh, Ceremony yeah. of some sort. Yeah. yeah.
1: Judy and I actually went to Delaney May, who is uh, heading off to college in mere weeks, and uh, said to her, you know, we think Erica's uh, really dead this time and, and, and probably need to get rid of her. She says, listen, I don't, don't mean to, you know, disillusion you or anything, but I'm not that attached to the thing. <laughs> so, huh. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've ever owned a goldfish. They don't have a ton of personality. Mm. They seem to swim about. And uh, Judy was attached to the goldfish because she would, you know, do her kitchen stuff and talk to Erica and and then look at her and listen to her make her noise on the top of the tank. (laughs) She will be missed. But we, you know, it's been a rough month. We moved. My big kid moved out, which maybe I'll talk about later. Butterscotch the rabbit kicked it, and now Erica. Really rough. Really rough. This one's pretty far down the list of those other ones, though. Yeah, but it helped to pad out the list and make it seem longer, so I threw it in there. Said, it's freaking goldfish. Not a dozen years. If they told me that day, I'd have found somebody else who wanted a goldfish. It's a long time. Nah, it's fine. She was a cheerful presence in the home. There you go.
0: Uh,
3: what's coming up your news, Marshall? Uh, North Korea has just put out another disturbing claim about its nuclear powers. Trump's travel ban winning more support among Americans, and we got a new report on the social impact of sex bots. Coming up, minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. Your you
0: dog's what. dead. No, it's not. It sleeps there on its bed every day. <laughs> Don't have Joe come around your house. to <laughs> declare all your animals dead. Are oh, your dogs dead again? No, it's just, it's a hot getting... day. It's laying out in the sun.
1: You gotta get me one of those Grim Reaper <laughs> robes. Walk around in that all day. With a How side. Exactly.
0: Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show. Shout out to some Armstrong and Getty listeners listening in Croatia. Well, live while they're on vacation. Fantastic. Vacationing in Croatia. Oh, it's beautiful.
1: Gorgeous part of the world. I, I believe a you. number just, of friends who are from that area and kind of learned about it. Plus don't we, run,
0: just don't run into people very often who go on vacation in Croatia.
1: Yeah, indeed, you should. This message you, brought to you by Croatian Tourism. Uh, let's get the news now
3: with Marshall Phillips. Well, now North Korea is claiming it's going to be able to load a large nuclear warhead on top of an intercontinental ballistic missile in the very near future. The North carrying out, as we've told you, another successful missile test yesterday. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson calling it a new escalation of the growing nuclear threat. The U.S. pressing the U.N. Security Council today to boost sanctions against the North. I would like to know,
0: because they're not going to tell us. Maybe behind the scenes they have decided we're not going to do anything. Um, and we're not going to, like, really put the screws to China, because that would upside the whole world economy. We're just going to talk like we're going to and hope that somebody backs down. But if they don't, we're not going to do anything. Maybe that decision has already been made. I don't know.
1: It's it's so difficult to say.
0: But if it hasn't been made then you got to quit with the we've still got a year till they can because we've been right. saying that for so long as they get further and further until do we wake up one morning they've demonstrated they can shoot a missile to New York with a nuke on the top of it and then and then we said oh now's the time we've really got to do something that's the wrong time to decide
1: well it, exactly i see your point that they will achieve whatever capability is at the end of your particular Well, if then, road, whether it's hitting Manhattan or Los Angeles or whatever, that is inevitable. The technology is known. It's all over the globe right now, and they'll have it sooner or later. So let's decide now what we do when it's clear that the range includes, for instance, Seattle, Los Angeles. Right now, the range includes Jack Dawson City in the Yukon Territory of Canada. I actually took a look at the little line everybody's uh, showing on the news, how far the missiles can go. It's inseparably linked to the Klondike Gold Rush. Its population was 1,375 as of the 2016 census. It's a beautiful little town at the, uh, the foot of the river or something or other
0: while i enjoy your amusing look at the small city in alaska i just it just seems like so childish to me the way the media looks at this and maybe the way our government looks at it is, this is the range so as you can see they still can't yeah but they were over here just like a month ago right, right. so so what what are we talking about why are we discussing this as if it's going to stay here and they're probably better today than they were yesterday. I mean, what, what
1: is this conversation about? Well, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I think it's, it's talking tough, whether for domestic or international consumption, while knowing that we will, as you described earlier, really not do anything. By the way, the average low temperature in Dawson City and the Yukon is 22 below in January. That's the average low temperature. That's cold. Oh, jeez. Mmm. <laughs> freeze your mucklucks
3: off political poll just released shows that six in ten americans like president trump's travel ban the politico uh survey shows 60 percent of the people asked support the state department's new guidelines that say people applying for visas from six muslim majority countries need to prove a close family relationship start say the headline again what was your headline there a new politico poll find six in ten americans like president trump's travel ban of course of course you
1: do this is uh, this is the six ungovernable countries with no no mechanism for proving who is who before they come to our country this
0: is another example of if you get if you only get your information through the media you have no idea what what america actually thinks you get your information through the media. This is clearly, and I hear it around the people around where right. I live, but this is clearly one of the worst things we've ever done in America, something that nobody likes. It shows that President Trump is just a crazy person, or two-thirds of Americans think it's a good idea. And I look- Is there one person in the media outside a couple of people on Fox who say this, this is a good idea? Every other network, every other media outlet, every other newspaper treats as if it's just abhorrent. It it
1: betrays every value we have in America. Right. I think it's probably worth pointing out, if the coverage had been more even-handed, that 60 number would be even higher, Yeah, it could be 80. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: So, yeah, very good point. And despite the coverage that portrays this as clearly an awful idea and something we should be ashamed of, how are we going to stop this president as he destroys our country? Even with that, nearly two-thirds of Americans
3: are in favor of it. Do you have the pro number? Uh, 28% uh, are opposed to it. 60% like it. Okay, 28% so 60, are against it's it. It's more than two to
1: one. Because yeah. I knew there was a certain number of uh, don't know or right. the always charming no opinion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And <laughs> that aren't
3: that those people a delight?
1: What do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, whatever. Right. It, it's no like opinion. The, it's
0: like the Sanctuary City stuff right. that the media portrays as cl- a clear cut, great idea. Except for states, even blue states don't like it, the population. So it's it's really interesting. The media so misleads us on what pe- most people think about these uh, issues.
1: Wow. it's uh, So it's 60 to 28 yep. among all people. Among independents, it's 56 to 30. Among Democrats, they lean slightly against the ban... 41 pro, 46 in opposition. So it's practically a 50-50 proposition among Democrats. That's amazing. Compare that to the coverage. Just astonishing.
3: There you go. That's a wrap. Course, that's I'm easily
1: astonished. Sorry, Marshall.
3: I'm Marshall Phillips, C. Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. That's I'm very why, childlike in that way. That's why you got
0: to have the courage of your convictions. If you think something seems like a good idea, you can't go by the news coverage and be afraid to say it out loud. Because there's a chance sometimes that all the people you're hanging
1: out with agree with you. Right. Uh, right. That's really interesting. Julys are balmy in Dawson City, the Yukon, Jack, with an average high temperature of 73.6 degrees Fahrenheit. It'll be very balmy when
0: uh, North Korea hits it with a nuke. (laughs) Why would they nuke Dawson City? I don't know. The guy's crazy. His best friend's Dennis Rodman. You know what? Good point. China! Americans don't take vacations for some reason, among other things we'll talk about coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, we haven't really talked about Trump's
1: meme video thing, gif he put out. And CNN is absolutely in the crosshairs. That's a metaphor. Nobody's going to shoot anybody of the Internet for threatening a uh, an Internet user with being doxxed. Do you know what being doxed means? No. We'll get to that next hour.
0: Okay, well, stay tuned for all that. We've got some texts on the text line, which is the best place for them. 415-295-KFTC. Have you noticed that when Jack gets worked up, his hard K sounds guttural? Not sure what's the best term, but it's his Ks sound wet.
1: Because he's mad. Because he's fired up.
0: When I get worked up, my Ks sound wet. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm in
0: un. In Joe's Den of Death, referring to your home where everything yeah. is dying now. So many, what, It is a little weird. So many bodies piling up the Getty household. It's starting to be like the Clintons.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, kind of a multifaceted bit of mockery there. Well done, sir. At or least, madam. At least you got
0: another day with the goldfish. She's in a better place now. Trash to be eaten by mice. <laughs> Twelve
1: years of fish. Oh, you know, it's funny. Judy and I saw a rat scurrying uh, next to our new house. <clears throat> And I said, that's it. I'm ordering that uh, air rifle. So my friend Tim has a great air rifle. I'm not saying what he does with it. It's his business. <laughs> but he sent me the link to it. I said, that's it. I'm getting that air rifle, and I'm going to kill rats. Hour later, I go back. The rat is dead on the sidewalk. It heard me. Had a fatal heart attack. <laughs> wow. Obviously. Obviously.
0: God, my dogs are on this um, squirrel-killing binge. And uh, my, my my oldest has gone super... The trouble with these nature these educational nature shows yeah. the the little kids versions of them is they make every beast on earth seem like something we should all respect and love and and treat very well that that seems to be their goal yeah, and it's they be-
1: anthropomorphize them and, and they make them like human
0: and whether whether it's wild crats or whatever it is my my kids um you know they learn all about the spider or the mouse or whatever and uh and and so they're they're right now they're against killing anything. they mm. get upset if we kill a fly. if I catch a mouse and oh try boy. to explain them these are pests we have to get rid of. it's us or them um uh just like really bothered, well, especially with squirrels, which is something you can i mean even I can get a little compassion for a squirrel, I have no compassion mm. for mice or flies rats with a stylist, that's what all squirrels yeah, are, and, yeah, well said, but uh yeah, but they can destroy your your property and destroy sure. lots of stuff. yeah. My son, the other day, my dog had a hold of a squirrel, and my son was crying so oh, hard no. oh, and no. trying to keep the dog away from the squirrel and yelling for me. And I went out to the orchard, and I got the dog away Then the squirrel had it. But I said, the squirrel will be fine. We'll get the dog away. It'll go back up its tree, and everything will be fine. But so we keep finding uh, mangled bodies in the yard, and my wife keeps saying they're rats. They're they're okay with the rats being killed by the dogs, somewhat, but not the squirrels. We're claiming they're rats, even though they're obviously squirrels. I tell
1: you what, if you are a rat, you got to get you a tail wig and put that thing on. people love squirrels; they hate rats. With your skinny little hairless tail, <laughs> oh, they
0: are disgusting.
1: Wow, well, that's who, listen to you, racist. Got to get yourself a tail wig.
0: Uh, somebody said if you ever have a suffering fish, you you can euthanize it by putting it in water with a lid and an Alka Seltzer tablet. Why are you euthanizing fish? A
1: suffering fish? Weird. weirdo. did it tell you? Aquatic Kevorkian over there. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Aquatic
0: Kevorkian. And we got about 50 texts asking about the notary public and your fish, and I don't know what that's about.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, we don't have time, really, to tell the tale, do we, Michael? No. Not really, no. It (laughs) is uh, one of the great, uh, bizarre incidents in my life. The notary public who insisted on feeding the fish.
0: Hmm, I barely remember that.
1: And talking to it, right? Yeah, just bizarre. This this chick turned out to be full on Fruit Loops. But she took a nice clean thumbprint, tell you what, <laughs> signed those papers, and before I knew it, whatever the hell we were trying to do was done.
3: And she talked like
1: this to the Oh, fish. she was just crazy. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, in loving memori- memory of Erica, that story a little later on. So
0: CNN is uh, really in the news. Trump released an interesting video, and then uh, other stuff has happened,
1: too. Oh, yeah, there's a a, a war on CNN going on. And, you know, I don't know if they have all of it coming, but they have a pretty good spanking coming. CNN engaged in some really questionable activity. Stay tuned to the
0: Armstrong and Getty Show.